The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Follies, part of the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me this week. And man, what a week it was. We have plenty of stuff to make fun of this time around. And I have two guests who are here to help me do that. My friend Dave Frasetto is back after a lengthy absence. He, of course, is a soon-to-be restaurateur. The Lexington, which is going to open in the Woodbridge neighborhood very soon. Uh, a lot of stuff coming together for you. And you should be finding out, rather, so you're a finalist for Motor City Match Award, yeah. which would be a big deal. Fingers Crossed. So fingers are crossed on that <laughs> yeah. one because I'd love to see this place get open. But oh, thank yeah. you very much for being here today. Thank Appreciate you very much. it. Uh, my friend Von Derdarian is back. He knows a little bit about the restaurant slash bar business as the former owner of the Anchor Bar in downtown Detroit, the legendary Anchor Bar. But now, of course, is the newly elected chair of the Oakland County Democrats. True. Thank True you for story. being here. Appreciate it very much. And gentlemen, uh, it was quite the week. And, and let's let's start where we seem to start every single week. The president makes a lot of news for a lot of different reasons. Uh, he didn't make this news so much as respond to this news. We, of course, got the bar memo about the Mueller report last week in which the president has been running a victory lap suggesting that he has been completely vindicated that all is well. But not so shocking. You have a bunch of people who were actually involved in the investigation that have been grumbling to reporters, which is very unusual, that they don't think that this portrayal from Mr. Barr is exactly 100% accurate. And I'm wondering what's in there that's got them so peeved. Well, here's something I think that is really frustrating for those people. Like, again, these are people that worked on this report for, like, what, 18 months? Yes. Um, So one thing that they did is they prepared summary reports at the beginning of each section that they thought were going to be released to the public. So they worked on pulling together essentially what they thought – was going to be released, uh, you know, something that was fit for public Here's consumption. What we found. Right. And that those reports were not released is what's been most frustrating because, you know, Barr comes in and does his summary of the entire report, but they had done the work to do reports of each or summary reports of each section. And that those reports are still, are, they intended those to be released to Congress and to the public. Um, and that that has not been released is, what, is what's really frustrating and them. They were written in a way so that they could right. be released, right? right? It wouldn't need to be redacted. Well, that's what they say. I and mean, we haven't officially heard. I mean, a lot of these are unnamed sources at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, the Post has been all over it. NBC News, or, excuse me, the New York Times is the one that actually broke the story originally. And there's a little bit more trickling out each day. Uh, and I'm wondering if... Some of these folks are holding on to see what Barr actually releases in the you know redacted form. I have a feeling that if indeed it doesn't look the way that they think it should, somebody's going to spill the beans about what they actually found in that report. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think, and you know, again, it's the fact that like uh, to to jump a little bit. Ultimately, like the report is supposed to go to Congress, and so if Congress and Congress right now is is you know trying to get the full report released to it, unredacted, um, right, right. Ahead. And so I think that's the real friction point, that if, if Congress feels like they're not getting – that they want the report so they can make a judgment on this and they're not getting it, at some point somebody's going to leak it to them and that's going to be a big issue. What I'm waiting to see what's in there. Well, I, that's what I've been saying all along. I'm like I, it sounds <clears throat> great that you've told us everything's fine. 
but I kind of <laughs> like to see. Everything's fine. Also, it's going to be four well. weeks it's, until it's like I give Kevin you. Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remain well. calm. All is well. <laughs> and the stampede comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. So they they aren't going to press any more charges. They're not going to indict anybody else based on what they have. But there's still a lot of stuff we haven't been able to read. Well, I, I think there's stuff that we need to know about, yeah. about these folks. And if indeed the narrative that seems to be emerging in the last few days that Hey, even if they didn't conspire with Russia, they sure got the wool pulled over their eyes by them. Mm. That in itself, I think, is something that we need to know. Yeah, yeah and again, uh, something – the analogy that I've always used going back – way, way, way back to the beginning of this is that like um, – it's like a black hole. That you know, we can't actually see black holes. We detect them by sort of like the way things move around them. And even going all the way back to the beginning to the election and the post-election stuff – when you have all of these government officials, Mike Flynn and General Flynn and, and you know Trump Jr. and Michael Cohen, and they were all lying about these things that were very easily dispu- disprovable, Jeff Sessions. Well, if there's nothing that there's if they're that they're not really trying to cover up or anything, then why are they so consistently lying about small small things? It just something about that has always felt weird. That yeah, we, they, you know, they misremember in unison. Almost, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. Here. If and you're going to misremember things. You'd think somebody might remember the contacts and forget, you know, where they left their car keys. But no, they all seem to misremember when they they met with a well, Russian. Okay, <laughs> okay, but let's, let's talk about how serious this potentially is. I mean, it seems as if the president has spent the week trying to get anybody's mind off of that. Hey, I won. Let's move on to these right. other things. But he picked the wrong stuff. He picked health care. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he, of course, picks the potential border closure with Mexico. And, and I love this. I love the fact, first of all, um, let's go to the border closure because he says he's going to close the border – and I'm going to close it potentially as early as tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, the auto industry, of course, freaks out saying, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, all right, Mexico, you got one year to get your act together. <laughs> I'm not going to close the border. I mean, we are like a yo-yo on a string with this guy. Yeah. He just constantly jerking people around. And but if you <laughs> at had... some point, at some point, when are we going to just sit there and go and everybody just stops listening? Uh, November of 2020. Is that right? when it, do we have to wait that long? I, 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 it looks like we do. Dare to dream. Yeah. But, I, no, I don't think that if, there's going to be any shortcuts here. I don't think so either. But if, you, if you're looking at a way to take the attention away from the Mueller report, Mueller, Mueller report synopsis comes out, nothing to see here, everything's cool. Right away he comes out with a couple of things that are embarrassing and ridiculous, like claiming that his father was born in Germany and he was born in the United States. Things that are easily disprovable. People's minds go off in different directions. And the last thing they remember about the Mueller report was, yeah, it was all good. Nothing, nothing to see there. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're buying it. I've looked at some poll numbers. People think that there's something kind of weird going on there. I sure hope. But, so. but I mean, look, what happened to the emergency? I thought there was an emergency. How has he given Mexico another year to fix the stuff? Down Wait, which there? emergency? I can't keep track. This is the border <laughs> the emergency. Border oh, okay. Remember the hordes of, of MS-13 that are coming to to rape and pillage. Well, yeah. don't forget that. Oh, and drugs, and don't forget all the drugs. Right. I would never. We're all going to be forced against our will. <laughs> To use all these awful drugs that are coming across the border, buy an MS-13 gang member while he is, of course. I don't even you know buy it's... cars that are made in Mexico. Why, why would I buy my <laughs> drugs from Mexico? Well, how do you know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, you know? Going way back to the again, back to the the immediate aftermath of the election, when we, you know Trump was talking about the Muslim ban, it wasn't an indeterminate ban. It was we're going to stop people from coming into this country for ninety days while we figure out what the hell is going on. Okay, well, it's been a year and a half. You, how long is that ninety days supposed to be? And I mean, I'm I'm trying really hard not to criticize the guy on, like, personality grounds because I think that at some point, you know, he something about his personality resonates with people, with his base. 
But it, you have to talk about the policies that he – like his policies don't make any sense. And it, you know, it is stuff like the Muslim ban. You can't say we're going to shut down Muslims from coming into the country for 90 days. And, and then that's you just, just not a religious ban. I you're mean, right. You know, you know. <clears throat> but then the, the you know, you say you're going to produce this report about you know what's going on. Why do we need to stop Muslims from coming into the country? And then you just never do it. And it's the same thing with the healthcare. You know, the, the kick. Well, healthcare. I wanted to get back to this uh, because this is one that I was like, oh, absolutely not. This does not fly. We're going to be the party of health care. We'll let you know what it is after you reelect us to the Senate, after we take back the House, and after I'm reelected, then I'll give you my health care plan. Right. In the meantime, I'm dangling the threat of taking Obamacare Everybody away from you. The courts may do this. Uh, so just trust me. <laughs> He's saying trust me on something like health care. I've never seen the Democrats so gleeful in my life. Nancy Pelosi was her birthday. They were singing happy birthday to her the other day. And, and of course, you know, they're like, here's the biggest gift you could get is a president waffling on whether or not people are going to keep their health care. That yeah. seems like a bad idea. And the super ironic thing about all this is that if they actually did have a health care impl- plan that improved the ACA and, like, gave access to more people, Democrats in Congress would pass it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was an actual plan that really did a lot of the things that they're talking about – you know, yeah, congressional Democrats would pass it because ultimately, I think that we've shown as a party we're willing to take those votes that are maybe not politically like winners, but that actually make thing make things better. Yeah, for anybody people. who's actually running for president that would vote present on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, they'll show that kind of courage on a vote like that. But um, <laughs> look at the crime reform bill; they, they yeah. both came together on that. Sure, I mean, so. If, it, if they could put something out there that would make things better. But and there is, the ACA can there is no plan. And the fact is Mitch McConnell hung the president out to dry the other day yeah. when he said the Senate's not touching this with a 10-foot pole. You work something yeah. out with Nancy Pelosi, then we'll talk. Mm. What's the likelihood there? I mean, absolutely zero. So Donald Trump, I mean, somebody needs to pull this guy aside and say, hey, stop talking about health care. We don't have a plan yet. We'll let you know if we got one. Right. In the meantime, shut the hell up about this. Yeah, but it's got Obama's name on it. I mean, it has to go away. Look, the Republican plan on yeah, health care. Recently, wasn't that supposed to be a slam against it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Their, the, their plan on health care is to wait until Democrats get control again, and then we'll fix all the problems, and then they'll run around screaming about how it's a government socialist takeover and use that as a, le- as a leverage issue to, get, to, to try and win elections. That's their plan. Uh, you yeah, know, but, but at the same time, if you're sitting there saying if you, it's not going to be it's not going to work for them next election. If he says there's nothing's coming up till after the election, that seems to me that's the, that's the rope that you, you know, he hangs himself with. Yes. I don't have a plan for health care, but I don't like what you have. Right. That's, that's not been going his to story work. the whole time. Well, that's been the Republicans problem the whole time. Yeah. They've had 10 years to come up with a solution and they have not been able to come up with anything other than selling insurance across state lines, which doesn't really address the roots of the problem. No. Not even a little bit. You know, if you if you don't have protections for pre-existing conditions, nobody in Texas is going to sell you a policy in Michigan if you got right. a pre-existing condition. And most everybody does. Unless you want to pay 18 gazillion dollars. Right. Yeah. And then they might think about it. Uh, all right. Well, hold <laughs> Okay. Irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. We, we were talking uh, on Friday's program about a story that we ran on Deadline Detroit about vaccines and, and the need for vaccines because we've got a bit of a measles outbreak here in Michigan. And a lot of that stuff gets started by social media, rumors, speculation, you know, do, uh, do uh, vaccines cause autism, all these discussions. And sometimes it is just an innocent remark by somebody that will get somebody down that, down that path. Donald Trump, in a speech the other day, casually tosses out the notion that windmills and the noise from windmills might cause cancer. 
Mm-hmm. And then he's like, we making, I mean, I understand yeah. that you want to sit there and prop up the fossil fuel industry, but man, that is irresponsible for the president of the United States to toss out something that is complete conspiracy nut job bullshit. Yeah. How does he get, you cannot allow this to happen. I feel like it, it might not be the noise, but when the turbine spins and it blows all of the, the coal and you know, all, of the fo- <laughs> all the fossil fuels that have burned right. into your face, that could give you cancer. Yeah, well, that's true. As Joe Jackson famously saying, everything gives you cancer. cancer. Uh, there's no cure. There's no answer. But, you know, I'm, this is the president of the United States. You uh, cannot go all Jenny McCarthy on me here. Sure he can. <laughs> I mean, it's his brand. Yeah. You know, he had that, what was that, like an hour and 45-minute speech at CPAC? If I get just cancer, like... it's the best cancer. Right. I mean, it was <laughs> like... Good. The guy literally believes that every human body has a finite amount of energy and exercise makes you live less. less. It takes it away. Did you not, you not didn't hear I've that? I've not seen this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump said. His, this was like a, a very old debunked theory of the human body that when you're born, your body has a finite store of energy. And if you use it doing things like running on a treadmill or exercising or working out. Playing golf? No, no. Golf is okay. But, it, like, <laughs> but if you use it irresponsibly, then it shortens your lifespan. And like, despite all medical evidence to the contrary, this is honestly what he believes, that, that you're born with a fixed amount of energy in your body. And if you use it to do things that are not essential, you'll die quicker. He also has – he spoke about eugenics in the past, right? Yeah. Sounds, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess Jim Fix would be the example, right? I don't know if you guys remember Jim Fix, running guru, the guy who basically ushered in the jogging oh. era, mm-hmm. who died, of course, at age 45 of a massive heart attack while jogging. Yeah. Maybe that's what Trump is going by, I, you know, rather than the fact that there's probably some family arterial disease or, or something that yeah, – anyway. All right. Uh, let's, we, we can't leave the Democrats out of this because they're all a Twitter and a kerfuffle about what to do about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, of course, likes to kiss the back of people's heads and hug them and kiss people in, you know, in ways that make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, I, I take everybody that says this kind of creeped me out. I take them very seriously. He has said he's going to listen and he's going to change his ways. He realizes that times have changed. But I've always been one of those sort of hug averse people anyway. Personal space kind of matters to me. Uh is this is this he's got a little trouble here i don't know i don't know how easily he weasels his way out of this one and weasel i say it, it, yeah, well you yeah, know he's a politician so so think yeah. about it does he does he escape this or is this something that's sort of a deal killer for him the way it has been for other people let's see how long it goes like if this is the end of it there's seven people now that have said and it's important to also point out that there's a difference nobody is claiming that they've been sexually harassed or abused it, that it made them feel uncomfortable which is understandable but isn't being creepy old guy even worse than being like harvey i mean harvey weinstein is going to jail no. but but i mean definitely but, not worse. but having not a worse. reputation no. but having a reputation as creepy old guy that's the kind of thing that might hurt you yes in in, to, in the age of today that might and he is how old is he now 72 73 yeah somewhere around there i mean he is from a different era and the kids might not vote for him over that I and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I think that for us, in a certain sense, there's an urge amongst Democrats to find like the anti-Trump, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that has that ability to sort of like have that swagger and that charisma and that like that's going to be the thing that that help, that lets us win the next election. And that turns into Michael Avenatti. <clears throat> exactly right. <laughs> you know, and then that was a hot thing for a yeah. few minutes. People were like, "Oh, we want Michael Avenatti yeah. to run for president." It's like, 
Why? Like, yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at him now. Right. Like Jeff Figer. <laughs> Jeff Figer is the same person as Donald Trump, just he happens to be on the other side. And I think that it's a, it's a bad impulse. And he was a famously awful candidate on the Democratic side. Yes. The thing is, people didn't vote for Jeff Figer. The only, the only person I have not voted for. I, I went and voted for all the other ones, but I did not vote on that race. And I am a person, when I was 17 years old at Boys State, stood up in front of a crowd of young men and told um, our – he wasn't the governor then, but the state you know, senator – that he had no class. Mr. Engler. <laughs> well, so I hated that guy, but I couldn't vote for either. John Engler was a hell of a politician. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I covered him uh, in Lansing yeah. you know, for a while and watched him do what, frankly, was amazing work. I didn't necessarily agree with him, but mm-hmm. when you watch him and you look at what he was doing and what he was able to accomplish and how he got people together, he was a master politician and he knew which buttons to push. And we haven't seen that in a long time. From a political leader, oh, uh, great, great! We have president. term limits, so nobody ever gets to develop that ability. Well, that's well, that's the great, Michigan uh, issue. Uh, we great could... university president too. No, no, not, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, well, well, at least he didn't show up at the final four that I'm aware of. So yeah, you know, that's kind of a big don't. deal. You're not invited. The courtside seats were not a good look for John Engler. <laughs> Tickets um, to the cookout have been revoked. Yes, <laughs> I should remind folks. My guests right now, Dave Frisetto and Von Derdarian. It is the Monday Follies on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thanks very much for being here. Uh, Let's move on to some other stories here. I thought this was interesting. Uh, big news coverage. Big news coverage. Front page of the Free Press, at least in terms of their web page. Uh, and let's be honest. How many people are seeing anything other than the Free Press web page <laughs> as opposed to the actual front page these days? Not that many. Um, no offense, Free Press, but people aren't buying the paper the way that they used to, especially when you give it away for free online. I mean, you know, next person who figures out a journalism model that works will be a millionaire. I pay yeah. for the Washington Post. It seems to work. People do it. A lot, well, lot more and more stuff is disappearing behind a paywall. So I'm yeah. saying it, it might be worth – people might pony up a little bit if you actually try it. it just a thought. Uh, <laughs> just, just a thought. They need to actually try it at some point. Um, all right. So this was a big story on the Freeps page the other day is that Chick-fil-A is going to open a restaurant in Macomb County. Shelby Township is going to be the home of the first standalone Chick-fil-A. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself – I've had Chick-fil-A. It's a good fast food chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. But it's just that. It's freaking fast food chicken sandwich. This should not be news. That there is a – I mean if Burger King was going to open a new location, <laughs> does that make the paper? Why does Chick-fil-A rate the coverage it rates? What do you think what, – what is it? Is there something magic in the Christian chicken that works so well? well? is it because – It's Jesus chicken maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe because it, it, it excites people that are – that are Christian and believe in the same things that they do, and it automatically annoys some people that aren't. I, like I said, I have, so, I have no standing either way. It's, it's like I'll, I said, it's a good chicken sandwich for a fast food joint, and I will go to a Chick Fil A if it's open here. I don't have, I don't care one way or the other about their their reasons for being closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'll go a different direction. I think that that um, one of the things that is interesting and different about Chick Fil A, and it's not just Chick Fil A, but it also things like In and Out Burger. You know, like it, that doesn't have the same level of like like national prominence, but we live in a, a culture now where increasingly, like, everything – we expect every chain and everything to be available everywhere. So you have these, like, macro chains like Applebee's and whatever. And, you know, I, I always kind of, like, re- relate it to the craft beer thing where there are some beers that you just can't get in Michigan. Uh, and so, you know, when stuff like that happens and you can get some, it's super exciting. And I think that that's really what I'll lean towards for the Chick-fil-A thing is that, like, you know, it's hard to get Chick-fil-A. If, even if you like it. 
where like down south you can get everywhere. But if you like it and you live in Michigan, you know, there's only like what two places? There's well, one they at had Open a University pop-up one last at... week down here. I mean, yeah. there was a pop up Chick fil A downtown and people sure. were lined up around the block. And they did the same thing for Shake Shack when it opened. But I still I always still get a little bit freaked out. And I mean, as somebody who's going to open a restaurant, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> does I want this, some of does that. Does this pub, concern man. you in any way? That, <laughs> How do you know, I get on the. Front I've got cover. good food for a <laughs> Chick fil A taste crowd here. I mean, but it, it, the fact that the newspapers covered this, I thought was. I mean. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's not, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's food. And I get that. People like food and they like talking about food and they like to eat it. But it's Chick-fil-A. It's fast food. And and I suppose, I wonder, I want to look back 50 years ago when the first McDonald's opened up in Michigan, probably more than that now, mm-hmm. and see whether or not there was any news coverage of the fact that this newfangled idea had come to Michigan. You think there's anything out there? They have these strange things called French fries. Yeah, I wonder when that would have been. I hope it wasn't during the Second World War. You know, they might not. Post. No, I think McDonald's is a little later than that. Are I they? think it was the uh, 50s, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Yeah, like but, 50s, 60s. But, you know, you guys both have owned places like that. And, and uh, you know, but Chick-fil-A. I, I don't, I, I've never understood sort of the... I mean, it is good, but it's just... But at the same time, we're talking about it. So it's obviously newsworthy in a certain sense because we're talking about it. People are going to listen well, to this and relate I, I, to the idea that it was covered. But, but we're talking about the <clears> response <throat> to Chick-fil-A. I mean, maybe it's something I don't understand because I did get used to it. I lived down south for a little while, and I had one across the parking lot from my office. And so I went there quite hmm. often, as a matter of fact. But when they opened a new one, nobody really did anything yeah, except like, oh, there's another Chick-fil-A that's lined up in the drive-thru like they do every other one. Well, and it, the other thing that's that's a little bit crazy and weird is, like, why don't we have more Chick-fil-A's in Michigan? Like, why is it that there's only three? I mean, two or three now? We have a lot of people that like fast food. Yes, yeah. well, we <laughs> are know? we are one of those states we where, are. where, you know, our weight is pushing some We're some holding limits. it down, should we say. All right, uh, we've got a few minutes left, gentlemen, and it would not be the follies if we did not go to Florida. We have to go to Florida. Florida Man, before the craze started, and and I'm not going to take credit for this because I didn't discover anything that other people hadn't already figured out. Weird stuff happens in Florida. But we have been covering Florida Man stories on the follies for several years now. And I love this one. Um, Let's start with this. There's a Kickstarter out there right now for a Florida Man card game. Yes. Which is great. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like a Mad Libs kind of thing where you match up cards with weird stuff that has happened in Florida with imaginary sentences. Would you buy a Florida Man card game? Yep. Could this I'd... be the new uh, new uh, what's that card cards game? Against cards against humanity. Yeah. Exactly. Could it be? I'm sure. Going home to invest in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Kickstarter for the Florida Man card this game. Needs it, to happen. It looked like it was going to be kind of cool. I like the way that they had set it up. I haven't. You know, I didn't look at it, but yeah, no, I would totally buy it. Like. You know, I'm not a big fan of Cards Against Humanity, but you're not a game night cool. guy. No, I am. I just don't like Cards Against Humanity. Well, it it does sort of. It, it is a little depressing after a while that you can be that depraved <laughs> because some of the combinations that come up with this. I mean, some, my son and his friends. He's a college kid. They they play this all the time. Oh god! Yeah. And it's like really, yeah. Really? There's wow. a there's a whole thing about it. It's basically, like it's comfortable middle class humor punching down a lot of times, and that's yeah, not to be too. Stereotypical Florida Democrat, Man but, is definitely going to do that. Yeah. Well, but it's different because Florida Man is not like Florida Man is like universal. It's this crazy thing that just happens in Florida for some unknown reason. Florida Man is all of us. Well, if, if, actually, Florida Man is all of us because all this stuff happens in other states. The only difference is Florida is incredibly open about what information goes public. As soon as you get arrested in Florida, what you did, what you were accused of doing is out on the internet. So the newspapers just sit there and go, oh, here's the arrest reports with all the details in there, yeah. full arrest yeah. reports. And so you find out that a guy like 
threw a burrito at his wife and got charged for his, with assault. I mean, look, Florida man is black and white, gay and straight, Muslim, Christian. <laughs> we are Florida, Florida man, man really I'm... is the, the American dream. Well, <laughs> here's this latest Florida man story. Um, we have this guy in Florida who stole a Jeep from a woman's house. Apparently, didn't remember exactly where he stole it, but he did realize that he dropped his phone somewhere. So here's the great part. He's sitting there, and he's like, you know, find my phone. You have this feature. And it's like it's pinging at this address. He goes, oh, I'm going to drive to this house and find my phone. So he gets there, and he asks this woman who's there, uh, hey, did you guys find my phone? <laughs> it's the house where he stole the car from. <laughs> and he pulls up at the same time to ask about the phone in the car while the police are interviewing the woman, taking the report from her about who stole her car. <laughs> Apparently he had been in a number of houses, and he wasn't sure that was the one. Exactly, exactly. So I'll just take my chances here, and maybe I'll get lucky here and find my phone. Yeah. Well, sure enough, he was arrested. because but, but he like, find That's phone. my car. Yeah. Yes, yeah. his phone was there, which linked him to the fact that the car was stolen. The he car. tried to say that, oh, I borrowed this from a buddy of mine. Yeah. But no, it no. didn't work out when they found his phone on the premises. So Good times. that's the latest Florida man story. Did he at least get his phone back like while he was being processed? I mean... I have a feeling that he didn't get phone. a chance to see it until he got out. Yeah. They, they, they hold your stuff in, in a little <laughs> locker until it's time for you to go. Um, as the scene in the Blues Brothers, the opening scene of the Blues Brothers, yeah. so famously lets people know. They yes. keep your stuff and you get it all back exactly the way you left it. Yeah. yeah. So he got his phone back apparently. But uh, this is great. You're just thinking to yourself, what was this guy – what was his state when he stole the car first of all? Mm -hmm. That he would think that this was a good idea. Yeah. I better retrace my footsteps from last night. That's always the difficult <laughs> question, right? Is it, what was he thinking? That's That's a, right. a Let me go man. back to all the houses I broke into last night and see if I left my phone at any of them. Where right. did I get this car? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was smart enough to use the Find My iPhone thing, though, you know? You know, that's pretty helpful. He didn't have to visit all the houses he broke into. Thanks, well, Tim Apple. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you see this, though? And I was thinking to myself, all right, so I have the explanation that, you know, we are all Florida man. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Because the other story that came out of Florida was this giant blue-green meteor that was shooting through the sky in Florida. Mm -hmm. There's some great video of this. I don't know if you saw it, but it was very bright. And not like typically meteors are sort of, you know, bright white or something like yeah. that as they're flashing through the sky. This one was sort of, you know, bluish-green aliens. Perhaps we have aliens amongst us in Florida, and they are the ones that are committing all these goofy crimes down there. Why not? Am I off? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's as good an explanation as any I've ever heard. Would it explain our man. current political climate if indeed aliens had been controlling us for the last several years in our thought process? Well, they, I don't know. I hope, would hope that it would be some weird experiment and not just... <laughs> the results always come out 50.5 to 49.5, right? So yeah. it's predictable. Well, it looks like it might be being controlled. So <laughs> in the coming week, uh, we're going to have a bunch of new stuff that uh, we're going to be talking about that are going to make the follies this week uh, for, for next week. And I have no idea what, what's going to come up. But um, one of these things I'm thinking about doing, and I just want to run this by you guys before I actually try to do it. Mm -hmm. If I should end this with crazy predictions for the president for the week, what may go oh, down God. in the coming week? You know, I'll say this. There is nothing so crazy that you could predict for the coming week that would be crazier than things that are actually going to happen. That's the the world that we live in now. Like, there's really nothing. I mean, we've just we had a, a president who just gave a press conference where he talked about the orange oranges of his family. You know. Oh yes. Yeah. The oranges. The oranges. The oranges. <laughs> As opposed to the origins. The oranges of the of the the problem at the border. Well, that uh, okay. The orange uh, yeah. makes kind of makes fun. Anyway, I like gentlemen. oranges <clears throat> with my hamburgers. 
<laughs> hey, murders. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Dave Frasetto, thank you. And thank you. Uh, fingers crossed. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Soon. Good luck on the Lexington. Hopefully we'll get some news pretty soon. Vonder Darien, uh, best of luck as well. You've got a lot of work to do up there in Oakland oh, yeah. County. And see if you guys can build on some of those uh, big wins that you had last time around. But uh, the pressure's going to be on. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, you you roped yourself into this. It's going to be interesting. Task. Hey, it's fun. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll let you do it. I, I spent enough time in the political world. Uh, mm. uh, I just get to watch it from now on. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. more fun on this side of things, believe me. All right, Vondra Darian, Dave Frasetto, thank you very much. Thanks to Michael Lucido for engineering the broadcast today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks for this. It's the Monday Follies. It's the Monday Follies. We'll see you next time. Happy Monday. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. One-stop shopping for all your news. Also, home to Deadline Detroit TV, which includes The Zip, a weekly wrap-up of the week's news with some humor. Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. <laughs>